right, welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast, episode 31. We have been, we have Buddy on the phone, still in quarantine, but we actually have an old friend. We have a guest a in the house. Friend of ours. Adam, how's it, how do you feel? How, did, how, how are you feeling? What's up, brother? You're, you're still in the boot. How's the boot feeling? It's, it's fine. Same old, same old. So, we still got the boot. Still got the boot. Hey, but it, it is what it is. It is. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right, guys. So I have to ask you because it's the number one thing that's going on in sports right now, and that is the Michael Jordan 1996-1997 documentary, The Last Dance. Guys, have you looked at it? Have you guys seen it? Uh, I I've watched both episodes. Have you guys seen anything of it? I've watched both episodes twice because it was that good. I loved it. I cannot wait for next week. I wish we could just watch it now. I haven't watched it. I'm going to binge watch it all of it together. But I've seen all it. ten episodes at the end. Hey, I ain't got nothing else to do. But I think I think it's a from what I've seen the little bits and parts of it. It seems like a very well do, uh, directed documentary, and I think ESPN did really good on this. Yeah, they nailed it. And um, I just. I love it from what I've seen. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I mean, like, same with Adam. Like, I've been hearing about it. I've been seeing it on social media. It looks really good, and I'm I'm definitely watching it tonight because I, I know they put it on Netflix, like, the day after, so I'm going I'm to watch it. Really? Oh, okay. I, I actually was looking for it on Netflix yesterday, and I couldn't find it, but, hmm. hey, man. Oh, well, Dude, it, it was oh. one of those things where, like... It it honestly was a really good documentary. I yeah. didn't know that there was so much controversy in which surrounded that season of just like Michael Jordan not knowing whether he's going to stay there long term. Scottie Pippen, dude, episode two, I don't want to like spoil anything, but yeah, yeah. episode two like is very Scottie Pippen centered. Mm-hmm. And what, Ben, I'll ask you because the other two haven't seen it yet. What do you do? What did you take on Scottie Pippen at kind of the end? There was kind of a lot of beef between you were either Team Scotty or you were Team Jerry uh, Krause, which was the the GM. Which Jerry Krause, he's always looking for that to trade or to get the best team possible, no matter who. Everybody's on the trade block, so to speak. Scottie Pippen, on the other hand, very much underpaid. What what side did you kind of fall on? Well, at the time, Scottie Pippen was what 122nd. Yeah, it was like, like 125 or something like that. But like you got in the end, I think Scottie reaped the rewards of what happened and all that. So I, I I'd probably be Team Scottie. The, the whole trade thing, I'd probably want to stay with Chicago. I think I would like, be Team Scottie too, just because it seemed to me that Scottie Pippen, when he got into the league, took a deal in which. He just needed money for his yeah, family. I, and so he was doing what was best for him at that time. But people kind of used him. He didn't – he signed a seven-year, like, $18 million yeah, deal. Which is crazy because, like, LeBron James is making, like, 38 a mil a year. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's his NBA contract. Of course, he makes plenty more money from, like, his endorsements and stuff. But 38 is a year. And he's making it 18 over at 7? It's crazy. No, dude, for sure. And it's just one of those things in which, like, Scottie Pippen, I think after, like, three, four years, because when he signed that seven-year deal, he wasn't the Scottie Pippen that we all know and love. He wasn't one of the premier lockdown defenders. He wasn't one of the premier players in the NBA. But about halfway through, he was like, hey, I want more money. But the owner was like, 
No, no, we're not. not we're not going to renegotiate your contract. Which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. But I mean, the owner in the documentary even said, "Like I, st- I warned him. You guys are selling yourself short. You shouldn't sign this contract." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when they signed it, he was like, All right. "That that's on you." Yeah. Um, but like at the end of the documentary, at the end of the episode, Scottie Pippen kind of sits out that last yeah. a little bit of the season to kind of. Wanting his money, and I'm all for it. As Marshawn yeah. Lynch said, take care of your chickens. <laughs> take care of your chickens. And, and Scottie Pippen, I think, fully deserves that. I mean, we're talking about the the most prominent second man in any team yeah, in NBA history. Like. Um, and I think that Scottie Pippen was top five player in the league at that time, even though he was the sidekick to Michael Jordan. Now, the next episodes are going to be interesting because um, it showed Michael Jordan and the Bulls playing the Pistons, I think. Well, I'm excited for next episode because I think next episode is the Rodman episode. Yeah, Dennis Rodman. And, dude, Dennis Rodman's a character, man. man. That that (laughs) man is awesome. He, He is so, like fun to just watch he he's got piercings and everything it's cool but that's his thing but whatever also like i know you guys i know adam and gabe you haven't seen it but i've i'm sure you've heard about it this showed me just how much michael jordan was on a different level than everybody else this man was like especially when scotty was out and dennis rodman he he was there for rebounds but he wasn't a prolific scorer Mm -hmm. but you really saw that this man like Michael Jordan, his goal was to win at all costs. No yes. matter the price, no matter if whatever he had to do to win, he was doing it. He took losing very personal, too, I, I feel like. Cause even against, like, Larry Bird, when he made that uh, free throw, he was like, yes! Yeah. Like, he took everything pretty personal, and that that's what made him so great. Yeah, and I that's mean... What made, yeah, that's yeah. what makes a player, like, the GOAT or the greatest. They have a, a killer instinct, an animal in them to want to win, to want to be the best, and... Michael had that in him. Yeah, and especially with Michael going for you, – you talked about that playoff game with the the Celtics. He went for 49 the first game. Law, they lost by, lost. like, 25. But the, then the second game he went, like – he set an NBA play, playoff yeah. record by 60 – scoring 63. Yes, still yeah. lost. Like, <laughs> you hate it. An animal, Dude, man. you, you oh. hate it for Michael. But I'll tell you what, and it also shows you the competitiveness of, like – they had it on – everybody's seen this by now. But when um, Michael Jordan was confronted with an injury, 90% chance if he plays, he's good to go. 10% chance that if he plays, he re-injures himself and his playing career is over. What would you guys have pre- – like, what would you guys have done in that situation? Would you have played? Would you have taken that 90% chance or taken that step back and did Dude, that 10%? I I don't know, man. If if I was like a professional athlete and I got injured, but I was if I had the opportunity to go back out, I have to. Like, it's, if it's something that I love dearly, and if it's like let's say if it's like a knee injury, but I'm feeling a okay and I can have, and I have the opportunity to go play, then I'm gonna do it for sure. I think. Yeah. yeah. Adam, what would you do if ninety percent chance, ninety uh, percent chance I mean, that everything would become come back normal? I mean, I would have done it. I mean, I'm more of a risk taker type of guy. I'm not really a you know conservative. I'm a more more of a aggressive type of person. Um, like I'm like that with everything. So I probably would have done it. Um, especially you know, I mean, my thing is I don't want to be the reason the team lose. Like if I if I could be out there and I'm the reason they win, I would rather be the reason that my team wins. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Gabe, what do you what do you think? Would you have taken the risk or would you have kind of sat it out? 
Nah, I, I probably would have sat out just because, like, it's my second year. I still got a whole career ahead of me. So, like, I, me, I, I probably wouldn't have taken the risk. I would have looked at the long term more than, like, short term. That's what I would have done. Yeah. And I, I think, personally, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with Buddy. I would have sat out, but just because I would have rather sat a little bit longer and then come back full force and do what happened with MJ of, like, he was seven minutes. And, like, at the end of that seven minutes, whether he was in mid-shot or not, mm-hmm. he was coming out the game. And yeah. so I'd rather stay out a little bit longer to come back and play my 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it is, than come back in and play seven minutes a game or whatever. I yeah, you. I feel you. You know that old saying, I'd rather – uh, have fun today, or what's the old saying? The, the real saying is, I'd rather have a piece of. If I knew that I was gonna die tomorrow, I wouldn't have a piece of cake today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I knew I was dying tomorrow, I wouldn't play basketball. It's an old saying. I'm just gonna. Sh- All right. I was like, I, I don't know how that. Yeah. We got cakes. It sounded pretty good in my head, but never mind. All right. But I, I dude, I think that. Honestly, I think that this documentary is going to be the most watched documentary above O.J. Simpson, above Tiger King, above any other thing. Ooh. Dude, it on its debut, I looked it up last 6. night. 6.9 6. million, or, I think. I right? saw 6.1, but oh. 6.1 million on the first episode, 5.8 million on the second episode, and that's just debut. We're not talking about people like me who watched it yesterday. Um, and I'm sure that... Over the past two days, that 6.1's gone up from 6.1 to maybe even over 10 or like 20 that. or something like that. So, so, yeah. I mean, it's it's just wild. But, buddy, I, I have to ask you because I know that me and you have very different stances on this. Buddy, you're a big Bulls fan. You love the Bulls. But I'm going to be oh, honest yeah. with you. Even though there's a documentary on it and they see the greatness, you see the greatness of MJ, you see the MJ, uh, uh, the greatness of Scottie Pippen, I think that that early 2000s Lakers team, led by Shaq and Kobe and all those other guys, I'm going that they were a better team. Buddy, would you contr- would you go against me on that? Yes, obviously, man. See, Bulls? I, hey, I, I'm, just say- I'm just saying that – Shaq said it. Shaq said it on an interview recently mm-hmm, yeah. that he felt that he could have they that team could have beat the Bulls, and I'm I'm I, with him. I and would give anything to watch it. Like that would oh, be a man. good matchup. But since we're at an impasse, we're gonna have another debate. Ben, buddy, do you want me to do my opening statements first, or do you want to do your your opening statements first? I'll, I'll open up first. Okay. So, Ben, put one minute on the clock, uh-huh. and then, Gabe, you're good. Go ahead. I'm good? Yeah, go right. ahead. So, dude, like, this is the literally the main reason I think the Bulls were the greatest team of all time. The Jordan-led Bulls are the greatest team of all time is just from that 95-96 season, man. Like, dude, 72-10. and 10, I mean, I know it's the second-best record, but it don't mean a thing without the ring, man. And the Warriors didn't win that ring. The Bulls won it. Like, they, they had the best net rating ever that season. They outscored their opponent, opponents by 13.4 points, and they only lost three games in their playoff run and went on to beat the Supersonics in the finals. That's how I'm going to open it up, man. Try to beat that, man. Bulls, 95, 96. Okay, so... My, my opening statements is when you look at the Bulls dynasty, there's two very distinct stages. There's the first three-peat and the second three-peat. 
The first three-peat, I would argue, was when Michael Jordan, the pinnacle, the greatness, was at his peak. He was averaging 30 points a game. He was averaging over 30 points a game, 33, 34 a night. Scottie Pippen was also at his peak. He was averaging 22 a night. Now, if you look at the surrounding team, he, they did not have that great of a surrounding team. But if you go to the second three-peat, this is where you have an aging Scottie Pippen, you have an aging Dennis Rodman, an aging Steve Kerr, and the people around him were aging and not really lasting. They weren't performing quite as well. Now, I'm not saying that they didn't have a great team, but if you look at Kobe coming into his prime, Shaq dead set in his prime. Um, you have Andrew Bynum, or uh, not Andrew Bynum, um, Steve uh, uh, Tyron Lue in them in his prime. I'm going with the I'm going with the Lakers, but I'll I'll kind of explain a little bit more on that in my main argument, buddy. What is your main argument? So while the Bulls were led by Jordan, there was a point. Well, first off, I'm gonna say this. Other than the Bill Russell Celtics, there I don't. There's never been a team that's just run a whole decade like the Bulls in the 90s, the Jordan-led Bulls in the 90s. And you could argue the Celtics or Lakers in the 80s, but they're like back and forth. That None of them really had like a grasp on the whole decade. The Bulls literally had a grasp on that whole decade besides Michael Jordan's years when he was retired. And they were the number one seed five out of six times in all of their finals runs, the second seed once. And they never lost the finals with Jordan. They never even faced a game seven in the finals with Jordan as their leader. And let me just go through some of the teams that they beat. They beat Magic Lakers. Some people say... An old Magic Lakers. Lakers. But, I mean, if Magic is old and he's still averaging 19 points and 12 assists a game, I mean... That doesn't seem real old to me. I mean, that he yeah, that doesn't seem old to me. And then he beat Clyde Drexler's Trailblazers... Which that was a that was a solid team. They had uh, name Terry one Porter. person other than Clyde Drexler on that <laughs> that Trailblazers team. Terry Porter, Jerome Kersey. okay, and Buck Williams. <laughs> Dang. And then they beat Charles Barkley's Suns, which I I don't think the Suns were that good, but I mean they beat them. And then they beat the Jazz twice. And Mark Carl uh, Malone was the MVP in one of those seasons, so that was a solid team that they beat. And as far as, like, when, like you were saying, when the Bulls, they just had, like, no, no, their supporting cast wasn't really all that. I think that just shows how great that that team was because even though they didn't put up eye-popping numbers, all of them knew their role, and they worked within Phil Jackson's system to become a great team, and in my opinion, the greatest team of all time. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to say about that. All right. So, from my main argument, what, Ben, since you're the judge, what I ask you to do is I ask you to look at, keep your biases to the side. Because we have, when we're talking about the Bulls, we're talking about most people consider them to be the greatest team. And, Gabe, you're 100% correct. They had the better legacy. They ran a decade. But if you're looking at team versus team, if you're looking at a 1995-96, 1996-97 Bulls team, MJ, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, I would suggest if you look at the statistics, Kobe had the about the exact same points per game as MJ. Both of them had about 28 points per game. 
Uh-huh. Kobe actually had more assists per game than Michael Jordan. Kobe had uh, six per game. Michael Jordan had 4.5 a game. The steals are about the same. So 1.5, 2 range, uh, about the same in rebounds. So if you look at it, the pinnacle of the offense is Michael Jordan. He kind of got matched, if we look at the season-per-season kind of breakdown, he got matched by Kobe. And so if we're looking at Kobe versus Michael, Kobe could get 25 28 points a game. Michael could get 25, 28 points a game. And I would even argue that Kobe was a better defensive player than Michael Jordan was. Kobe was is a 12-time all-defensive player, and Michael Jordan is a nine-time all-defense player. Now, if you look at the – but at that time, Kobe wasn't even the pinnacle of that offense, and that was Shaq. If you look at Shaq, Shaq averaged more than – Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman combined. Scottie Pippen averaged about 20 points a game. Dennis Rodman averaged about 7 to 8 points per game. Shaq, in that three-peat seasons, averaged 30 points per game. Per game. And if you're looking at Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman's a great. And I, I'm not even going to pretend to say that Dennis Rodman was going to get out-rebounded by Shaq because Dennis Rodman was that good of a rebounder. But Dennis Rodman averaged about 15, 16 rebounds a game. Shaq averaged about 13. If we're looking at, if you're looking at a team-by-team breakdown, I think that Shaq could have dunked on and played. I think Shaq could have got 60 against the Michael Jordan-led Bulls because Dennis Rodman, 6'7", Scottie Pippen about 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, There's nobody in which could have stopped him. And there was a couple of big kind of white guys that were 7'1", seven, 7'2". Seven, but I don't think they could have matched up against Shaq in which was a great uh, a great overall talent in which could dunk on the likes of David Robertson and uh, even Yao Ming later on in his career. Yeah. So I'm going with Shaq and Kobe for the win. All right, buddy, what is your closing statement? Closing statement. Um, well, like like you said, um, Kobe Kobe did match Jordan's um, points per or pretty much Kobe matched his averages and Shaq could dunk on Dennis Rodman or anybody like that. But I think the Bulls system is just too much for the Bulls system is designed to handle, you know, high-powered offenses like Kobe and Shaq were. And you you said, like you said, Kobe's nine-time all-defense. But I, I, I just feel like the Bulls and their system and, like, how everybody knows their role would have just had a field day with Kobe and Shaq-led Lakers. And that's, that's what I'm going to say. Okay. All right. My last closing statement is I think that if you're looking at team by team, Kobe matches up with Michael. So they kind of cancel each other out. They're out the equation. Shaq pretty much points-wise and I think anything else-wise other than rebounds, I think Shaq matches up with Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen together. So now what you have to look at is you have to look at the other team around them. And I think a Derek Fisher, I think a Tyron Lue, I think of other Laker 
role players were better than a Steve Kerr and whoever the hell else was on that Bulls team. Because other than Steve Kerr, I have absolutely no idea one person other than Steve Kerr on that Bulls team other than Lake, uh, uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. So I think they had a better role players. Shaq could dunk on anybody. Kobe takes Michael out of the equation. That is my final stance. Ben, who is the winner of this? I've been thinking about this for a while, man. Um, I'm going to have to go with Shaq and Kobe's team, more than likely. Because be, be, I, I will say that because you're, you're, you, make, you make a pretty a good point when it comes like Dennis Rodman and like, you know, all the rebounds that Shaq had and like how and all, but like, I'm probably going to go with Shaq and Kobe in this one. I tell you what, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I think that. that, I think that I was, I, I had my work cut out for me. I, yeah. I spent like 30 minutes, 30 minutes yeah, to an hour true. researching yeah. for this very argument. Gabe, you, Gabe, I will give you credit where credit's due. You gave, you brought up a very, very good point. You had a very good argument. I honestly was shocked that my that I'm I won, but in debates, I just want you to know I'm two and zero. I know I that that's that's fine, but like you you did make some pretty pretty good points, and like I don't I don't know when it comes to like all around team and like job wise, like what somebody's role is, like I, I I'm just thinking of the Lakers, like everyone just had a specific yeah. role, and I don't really think. I mean, yeah, Michael Jordan, Scottie, Scottie Pippen made up the Bulls back then, but like. Every single person on that Lakers team had something to do with the team winning, I feel like. Do you guys think, and this is a, this is like kind of off the topic of the debate, but do you think anybody ever is going to get back to the stardom that Michael Jordan had? Because what that documentary really showed me as well is that he was the guy. He was the number one like icon in the world. Yeah. Above music, above sports, he say, was probably. the icon. And I don't think we've ever seen that since. Do you guys think that uh, Ben you, ba- you you Are you are you saying oh, well you're saying Michael Jordan was like the number one per like He was overall. the number one icon yeah. above anything. He was the Babe Ruth of that time. And do you think that anybody has hit that level of stardom or will hit that level of stardom um, in the years to come slowly but surely i think um i think zion paul we will i think he's gonna kind of shock everyone in the years to come but if we're talking about popularity i i, I think uh the first person that comes to mind is drake like everyone knows, knows who drake is yeah but like we're, but drake but isn't not, in, yeah uh, well i i guess that you could say that it could be opened up to non-athletes, but yeah. Adam, what do you think? Do you? Th- I mean, I think LeBron James has passed him simply because I mean, LeBron James one, he didn't stay on the same team his whole career. He shocked the world by going to Miami, then he shocked the world again by going back to Cleveland. Then, like, then he beat a seventy-three and nine team, which I think that boosted him up a lot. Yeah. Um, and then he now he's in probably the most famous place in the United States. Well, in LA right now, he's with the most story franchise, the Lakers right now. So that's why I think LeBron is a little bit higher. I do, I do agree with Ben. Zion, like Zion is 19 years old, and like everyone knows who he is. Such a long way, man. Yeah, it's like so. I mean, I'm sorry, Zion is 20 years old. So like, like people know who he is already. 
He had a Nike deal before he got drafted. So it's just he scored 30, 32, 33 points in his NBA debut. Yeah. So I like, mean, he's he's going places. He's going to be a household name in the next if he five six. I, years. I honestly think five, that he's years. getting on his way no, no, to no. being a household. He's, name he's a household now. name now. He's he's a really good player. I think he's one of the first rookies that like. You could put him like as a top fifty NBA player before he got drafted. You know, so dude, it's it's wild to me because he's not a dead set at any position. He's not super big, so he wouldn't be a good like power forward or center. But somehow his talent shines through, and he makes it. He he goes for twenty twenty five a night. Yeah. Yeah. But Gabe, what do you think? Do you think that LeBron has kind of reached MJ stardom, or who do you think could be a MJ stardom? Uh, I think I think LeBron like reached that had that type of stardom like when he was in high school because like everybody was saying LeBron was the chosen one. He was the he was gonna be the heir to Michael Jordan, and I think he LeBron had that before he even came to the league. I honestly think LeBron's stardom is a little less now than it was back then because you have so many players now that are athletic and doing that are really doing well and taking up all the spotlight for dunks and stuff like that. So I think LeBron's stardom like back then was on the level of maybe Michael Jordan's in 03 more than it is now, I think. No, I, I completely – I I didn't I think about LeBron being like as – as much, but I think Adam made a really good point in when he was talk when you were talking about um, like him being a household name when he made the decision yeah. when he went back to Cleveland, yeah. beat the beat the Warriors, went to the most storied franchise, and I I, I agree with you. I I think that that's a good good point. And I think oh, my bad. I think another guy that stardom really skyrocketed when he is Steph. Steph is literally like people don't people won't say it, but it's an unspoken kind of a rule. Like Steph has changed the game of basketball. Like before Steph was shooting threes, kids wanted to do fancy dunks and get yeah. cool layups. Now you have like six ten guys wanting to shoot forty like forty foot threes. Like so with that, and that's all because Steph was shooting deep threes. Yeah, and so because that's exciting, and he was making threes consistently. So I think Steph. With him going to 739, back to back MVPs. Um, you know, of course, with his family, like everyone loves his family. He's a son of an NBA player. I think that his stardom really got big. But me, me and my dad were talking about this yesterday. Shooting threes wasn't really too too much of a big thing back in the day, which is which is crazy to me. And even watching Michael Jordan highlights, you know, he had a killer jump shot. That man could jab step you and and nothing but net for all, for all I care but like shooting threes wasn't too much of a thing back then and you make a good point Steph Curry did have that but if you guys had one this is on the topic of NBA players if you guys had one NBA player that you think you could beat in horse who would it be because I'm going with Donovan Mitchell I think I could beat him in horse Donovan Mitchell if you're watching Donovan for reason, Mitchell yeah why Donovan well, Mitchell? Yeah, why Donovan Mitchell? Because he's a really big video game player, and I just think he uh, he talks a lot of uh, mess on his live streams. And I think I could beat him. He's like, yeah, I play horse. So yeah, I do this. I think level. I I think I could beat Shaq and horse. You really think if, Shaq? if you if you take away Shaq's dunk, I think I could beat Shaq and horse. Hmm. Okay. Who who do you think you could I mean, beat in horse? 
I don't know. I don't know uh, if I could beat anybody. Dude, I yeah. went Donovan Mitchell, if you're listening to this, I'm totally down. Yes, any, day the, any day of the week. Because he, he streams all the time, and like he's always talking about his mad game, and he's like, oh, I'm practicing today. I'm going to shoot so many. Like, yeah, okay, we'll see about that. I can totally beat you. Sure. <laughs> Buddy, what do you think? Uh, I could beat Brian Scalabrini. Is that the White say? Mamba? Yeah, who did he say? Yeah. Yes, right. the, the White Mamba. He he was big. Actually, he wasn't that big, but uh, he was kind of popular. For a couple seasons. Yeah, yeah. a couple of seasons, he honestly. Was, he was popular for being bad, but... Yeah, basically. Popular for being bad. <laughs> Tragic Brunson, JaVale McGee. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've talked about The Last Dance. We've talked about the documentary. We've talked about Michael Jordan. But the biggest thing also that's going on this week is the draft. And so... We invited Adam here because Adam is our local football expert. Adam knows so much about football. So with me and Adam are going to kind of do a, a mock draft of kind of sorts. Back and forth type thing? Yeah, you want to do back and forth? That's fine. That's fine. All right. So yep. I think the number one pick, the, the Bengals are going to just – they're going to cash in. I think they're going Joe Burrow from LSU. I think it's too big of a shoe in. So hot off of one of the greatest it, quarterbacks. College, college seasons ever. Like, I mean, I think he's one. I think that's one of the greatest college seasons ever. Like, the 66,000 passing yards, 60 touchdowns. Like, uh, just great. Just great. He's a, he's from Ohio. Yeah. Um, wow. So, the fans are already going to be on his bandwagon. Yeah. And I just think – the Andy Dalton and AJ Green thing is just stalled out. Like yeah. nobody really wants to see that anymore. The defense when Andy Dalton and AJ Green were at their peak is not there anymore. And this Zach Taylor coach, he's supposed to be this not next um Sean McVay, but like he's supposed to be this young offensive guru minded guy. And we're gonna see, you know, he has Joe Burrow now. Joe Burrow won't take long for him to get into a professional offense because he played pro he played a pro offense in LSU, so we're gonna see. I like it. So your your number one's Joe Burrow too. Yeah, absolutely Joe Burrow. I think remember how Zion was gonna be number one. Like whoever had number one, I yeah. think it's gonna be like that. Gotcha. So yeah, who's who's your number two? My number two, um, I got Tua. I got Tua going to the Redskins. Really? Deshaun, I mean Deshaun. I'm Dwayne. Sorry. Dwayne. I'm sorry, but I just don't see him being the quarterback. I hate. I'm not calling him a bust. I think he can definitely go somewhere else and be a starter but last time Ron Rivera went to a team he drafted a quarterback his name was Jimmy Clausen he didn't do well the Panthers went 2-14 but the next year they drafted Cam do you think and do, you don't, do you think Dwayne Hoskins is going to be kind of like a Josh Rosen-esque no, type of no, kind of like I don't think just that. going from one to, to no, another I don't think he'd be like that I think he's going to get a team and play well but I think last time, like I was saying um, Ron Rivera drafted the quarterback his second year well first two years cam newton and it went very well so i see i think he needs to get his own quarterback started with his own quarterback with tua tua is definitely going to take a team to the promised land he's such a great package of a quarterback a russell wilson drew Brees type like so i like it uh, so i'm going with the redskins i'm going a different direction i'm going with chase young from ohio state defensive end linebacker i think that Chase Young is a once-in-generational talent. I think that Chase Young could have could have a better season than Nick Bosa did 
last season. Um, I think that he is that good. And so I'm going with Chase Young, Ohio State, for the Redskins. Uh, I'm going actually with the kind of trade pick for number three. I think that with Tua and Justin Hubert still on the board, I think that the Chargers are going to trade up. And they're going to go from the sixth pick to the number three pick, and they're going to trade with the Detroit Lions and pick Justin Hubert from Oregon just because I think that they that's their guy. And with uh, Tua's low Wonderlick score, which that that's a whole different kind of animal, but with Tua's low Wonderlick score, I think that the, the – uh, the Dolphins, if it fell to them, they were going to get Justin Hubert. And I don't think that Chargers are going to kind of go in panic mode. And they're going to trade with the Detroit Lions. And they might get – the Detroit Lions might get the sixth pick and maybe a third-round pick next year or something like that for that. But uh, who's your number third? My number three is Jeff Okuda uh, to the Lions. The Lions, they traded their – buddy, your boy, they traded Darius Slay to the Eagles – um, who's arguably their best player. They traded their safety during the season. I, his name slips my mind. So they need a playmaker corner that's going to be able to follow Adam Thielen, follow Devontae Adams, follow uh, Allen Robinson for the Bears because those are elite receivers. Yeah. And if you're going to beat those teams, you're going to have to have somebody that's going to follow them. And I think Jeff Okuda, I think he's perfect. Long arms. He's kind of like a – like he, he reminds me a lot of Jalen. I will definitely see him in a couple of years being top five, maybe top three. Um, Jeff Okuda is my number three. Okay. Who's your number four pick? My number four, I have Tristan – I can't say his last name. <laughs> Reed from uh, Ohio. I mean, Iowa, I'm sorry. He wasn't the top. He was like number four tackle coming in. But he had such an impressive combine that I think – he had, he just he shot up the board. I think the Giants are gonna get him. I know people are like, why not why not Chase Young here? Um I think that the Giants need to focus on getting their offense explosive like it can be, and they need somebody to protect Danny Dimes and someone that's fast enough like Tristan is. He ran a four nine, I think four I'm sorry, a four eight in the combine that's fast enough to keep up with Saquon blocking in front of him, so I got him. So I so for my Giants pick, I'm going the same direction, but I'm going with a different tackle. Um, I'm going with Jedrick Williams or Jedrick Willis from Alabama, um, offensive tackle. I think that he, I the same reasoning in which Adam gave why they're going to go with a tackle is the same reason I'm going to give. They need to protect Saquon. They need to protect Danny Dimes, and I think Danny Dimes is a good quarterback, I think, and I yeah. think that he needs protection. And I think that if you surround him with a good offensive line, I think that he could be an all-pro. I don't think that he's going to – or not all-pro. I think he could go to the Pro Bowl. I don't think he could be an all-pro or, like, MVP or anything. But I think that Jedrick, Will- Jedrick Willis from Alabama, offensive tackle, that's my number four pick. My number five pick is I'm going the Dolphins are going to pick Tua. Um, even though the Wonderlick score and all that kind of stuff, he might fall – but I think that it's still a perfect situation. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they still got Josh Rosen. Who knows? I mean, the Dolphins might pass and maybe get uh, Okuda, but I think that 
Tua still is in a perfect situation. Mm-hmm. He's still a top five talent-wise. Um, so that's my pick for the Dolphins. I have uh, Justin Herbert as um, number five going to the Dolphins. Justin Herbert, honestly, last year, if he would have been in the draft, he would have been the number one quarterback. I think the I think Arizona Cardinals would have probably still got Kyler because he won the Heisman. And he had such a great year. But Jeff Herbert, if he would have came last year, he would be the New York Giants quarterback. That's all there is to it. Right. And the, so The Dolphins. No, I'm saying, I'm saying last year. I know. Oh, gotcha. My bad. Oh, uh, yeah. But the, the, this year, I think the Dolphins are going to pick him up. I think it's going to be great. Um, I don't see him. I don't see him playing year one. I think play with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Continue your rebuilding because they have such a good rebuilding process going on there. And I say 2021, you with the brand new stars you bring in, and him learning the offense. I think it's just going. They're going to rock and roll. I think King. Not King Drake. Whoo, King Drake is not there anymore. <laughs> Devontae Parker, I think he's going to flourish. I think he needs a quarterback that's – he's big, tall receiver. Uh, he got a contract. I think he's going to be really good. And they do – and they did pick up just uh, Jordan Howard from uh, the Bears, right? Yeah, but Jordan Howard, I mean – I thought he was going to be good, but he's kind of fallen off in years past. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that one. I think they're going to get it – I think they're going to get a DeAndre Swift – or uh, Jonathan Taylor, one of those running backs from this year. Um, and so I'm really excited to see the Dolphins, not this year, but 2021. I think they're going to be really, really good. Okay. So I'm going with uh, my sixth pick. My sixth pick is going to be the Lions. Um, remember that they traded down um, to get with the Chargers and stuff like that. I think the Lions are in a win-win scenario. They still have Jeff Okuda, or Jeff Okuda? Yeah, Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda's still on the board by this sixth pick. He goes right where he would have went if it, they were the third pick. So I'm going with Okuda, world-class hair, talent. You talked about Darius Slay being kind of shipped off to the Eagles. I think that Jeff Okuda is their guy, their cornerstone of that defense. Uh, number six pick, I got Mekhi Becton off of the tackle for Louisville. I was kind of – hesitant because he's really big but I've watched a lot of his film and he's not a he doesn't have like technical like tackle like 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 stuff tackles in high school should already know he lacks that and I think if you did I think he needs to be an offensive a good I'm sorry professional coach to teach him those tech those techniques and stuff I think he'd be great he's just like a bus, he just he's gonna run people over and pancakes a lot of defensive tackles. And like I said in my thing, like I would hate being like a safety. They <laughs> see him come down the yeah. field, so yeah. Who would be your seven pick? That's the Panthers. My slot. seven pick, Panthers. I did you, I did you, I did you good this year. I got Chase Young going, going. That would be Ooh, wild. Wait, that got, would be awesome. It would be that awesome. Would be so awesome. Wow. And I did have a, for a couple couple simple reasons. You got Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Matt Ryan. Three future Hall of Famers, two former MVPs. We got two former Super Bowl MVPs all in your division. Brian Burns is on the other side, so Brian Burns is going to get to him. But to make sure he's not getting double teamed, they need someone on the other side. And so Chase Young, uh, I think a future Hall of Famer, I think he's going to be able to help Brian Burns, and they're going to they're going to make Tom and Drew and Matt Ryan uncomfortable, definitely. So, 
Dude, that's a that's a that's that would be wild if that happened. Be wild, um, so yeah. for my Panther pick, I'm going with Isaiah Simmons, linebacker Ooh, from Clemson. Okay. Um, I know that I know that they're kind of saying. <laughs> so I know that they're kind of saying that it it could be the defensive tackle from Auburn. Do you know his name? Uh, Derek Brown. Derek Brown. Yeah. So they're saying that Derek Brown's going to be that pick. But I think Isaiah Simmons, you just lost Luke, you just lost Luke Keekley to retirement, and that's going to be a huge blow to your defense. Now, your defense sucks anyway, so you could not pretty much go wrong here. But I think Isaiah Simmons, world-class talent, I think he has – he performed really good at the combine, yeah. and I think that he's going to show out. And he's a Carolina boy. Or yeah, he's he, a, he, yeah. went Carolina, he went to Carolina. He went to Clemson. So – um, and then I'll go with my number eight pick. Um, I think the Cardinals are going to get a tackle, um, Malachi Becton. Yeah. Um, I think that he's going to go to the Cardinals just because, once again, they have such a good offense. They just got DeAndre Hopkins. They have Kyler. They have Kenyon Drake now. Um, they need a tackle. They need to protect their, their goods. And so I'm going with tackle Malachi Becton as my number eight pick. My number eight, I also got a tackle. I got Jeredrick Wills. Junior, not Willis Jacob. I didn't want to correct you. I didn't want to interrupt you through your thing, but it's okay. Why yeah, did I, I why did I put Jedrick Willis? Oh no. Um but Kyler's a little man. He needs yeah. some big men to protect him. Um I think all three of us are bigger than Kyler technically. Honestly. So oh, I'm sorry. You too, buddy, you're bigger than Kyler. So Kyler needs somebody to protect him. Like he's a small guy. Like you said, they have DeAndre Hopkins now. They have um, K- Christian Kirk, who's going to be really good. They still have Larry Fitzgerald. So, you know, Larry, he's still going to put some numbers up, even though he's, what, 30, 36 yeah. this year? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, dang. Yeah, that's right. So, and Kenny Drake. So, I think this is going to – I think this tackle, and he's already so well-developed, I think this tackle is really going to help, especially against the 49ers pass rush. I mean, yeah, you know – you got to stop the 49ers pass rush to beat the 49ers. So, that's my guy. Who is your number nine pick? My number one, I have Isaiah Simmons. Um, the 49ers defense like, a couple years ago was the defense. Like, But now, like they're all gone. Like, Jalen Ramsey's in, L- in L.A. Kedri- uh, Calais Campbell is in Baltimore. Um, Telvin Tel- Smith, I don't even know where Telvin Smith is. Yeah. So, like, this, the, de- the team is gone. And I think Isaiah Simmons will definitely start the rebuilding for that defense back up. I don't know about um, the quarterback situation with um, Jockstrap King, but I definitely – The jorts. Yeah, the jorts. But I definitely think Isaiah Simmons with um, Miles Jack, I think that linebacker thing, and Isaiah Simmons will play safety as well. So I like that a lot. That's a good one. Um, I'm going with the Jaguars – I think that they would get Isaiah Simmons if he was on the board, but I think because of this, they're going to go with the, on the offensive side of the ball. I think that they're going to go with Jerry Judy, uh, wide receiver from Alabama. Um, I think that they're at that point where they need an offensive weapon, and I think DJ Chark or yeah Chark. Um, I think that he's a good. I think that he's a great wide receiver, but I don't think he's a number one. I think he's a good number two or slot receiver. Um, and so I think they pulled the trigger on uh, Jerry Judy. And then to round out my top ten, I think that the 49ers, they're going to panic. And I think they're going to panic and trade up to get the number ten pick from the Browns. Um, and they're going to probably trade that 13th pick as well as they're going to probably trade somebody in – 
two. Uh, they're probably going to trade um, one of their de- defensive linemen, who like a Solomon Thomas or something like that. Um, and I think because they got the 13th pick from the Colts, the, the whole reason for that was they wanted a wide receiver. And with Jerry Judy off the board, I think that they're going to have to go with C.D. Lamb, um, wide receiver from Oklahoma. So that's my that rounds out my top ten. My top ten, I have th- I have four tackles in my top ten. I got Andrew Thomas from Georgia. I think that the Browns, they have the frosting. They have, like, the frosting of the cake. They have all the decorative for cake. But they don't they, have the foundation. They don't have a cake. Yeah, they don't have a lot. They don't have an off at the line that's going to protect their Heisman winning quarterback. They don't have they so he can get the ball to his flashy Jarvis Landry, Odell, or Nick Chubb, who had thirteen hundred yards yeah. last year. Exactly, they're going to protect Nick Chubb. Um, you know, they the the Browns. I hate that. I hate. I'm going to say this because I said this last year, but if they just get some things right, man, they're going to be really dangerous in the AFC. They got Austin Hooper. Let's not forget David Njoku's coming back. He was a top ten receiver, top ten receiver, top ten tight end last year. You got Kareem Kareem Hunt. Do you think that that would work with Austin Hooper and David Njoku? Absolutely. I think that when teams, you can't cover all that. Odell, Jarvis, uh, Austin Hooper, and Njoku, and not Nick Chubb going out the backfield, but you got Kareem Hunt still going out the backfield. Kareem so, Hunt. Yeah. I, I feel like you haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah. So, like, there's so much. So, Baker, he can dump some things off to his tight ends to get out of get out of pressure so he's not forcing them to Jarvis and Odell throwing picks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I definitely love him getting the second tight end. And I hate to say this, but I think the Browns, I don't want to say they can win the division, but, you know, that they – if they can get some things going right, I think they can do some yeah, things this year. You know who also I think, and this is completely off the top of, of draft, but I think that the Steelers are one piece away from being gnarly. Like, because they were, I mean, you look at, they were the number seven in the AFC, the number seven seed. Until like week 16. Yeah. I think if they would have had Big Ben last year, they definitely would have made yeah, the playoffs. They had Duck Hodges they had, as their quarterback. They had a mess and, in Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. And, and then they had Mason Rudolph with half a head because he yeah. got killed by Miles Garrett. And also, so that's wild. An, also, that's another thing. Back on the Browns, you're getting Miles Garrett back. You got Larry Obi Joby and Sheldon Richardson all right there. I think the Browns are going to be really, really good. Greedy Williams, this is his second year coming in. He's going to be good on the other side of Denzel Ward. So, we're going to see. I mean, you got to do it. Yeah, you know you, you got to pull the trigger. You, yeah, my, gotta, Michael Michael Jordan said it in the documentary. You can be rebuilding for a while, but if like if you, you don't know, win games, yeah. then what's the point of what's rebuilding? The point of rebuilding? Now, I, so we kind of got this idea of the draft, and I wanted to kind of got I wanted to test you guys' knowledge of run. We last week we did guess the college for quarterbacks. I want to know if you can guess the college for running backs. So we have four rounds, um, and there are four people per round. So I want to see who can get the the running back, all right? So level one, level one, these are the easy ones. Where did Derrick Henry go to college? Alabama. Al- oh, Alabama. All right, Adam's got one point. Where did Todd Gurley go to college? Duke. Georgia. Hell no. Really? He didn't go Todd to- Gurley went to Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Really? Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Danny Dimes went to Duke, didn't he? Or did he go to Dimes? Danny Dimes went to Duke, yes. That's my bad. Yeah, I'm tripping. 
Um, all right. So Adam has two. Uh, where did Saquon go? Penn State. Okay. Right. Ben's got one. Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, I'm sorry. I got. No. I just want to say this real Ohio quick, guys. Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So apparently, the Patriots and the Buccaneers are discussing a trade for retirement tight end or Rob Gronkowski. Bro, Ooh. that would be Ooh. wild. That I would th- be whew. crazy. But that'd be nice. OJ Howard is a good tight end. Actually, uh OJ Howard's been in trade talks. So Really? Yeah. Why? Huh. I don't know. I mean I don't know. I mean I don't know. We're gonna see. I would definitely not pick a beat up old Gronk or OJ Howard. I wouldn't either. But I mean, they're actually thinking. Ho- but there is ke- like I think that we sometimes underestimate the chemistry. role of chemistry. Yeah. And like Gronk being Gronk, and being Tom Brady's number one guy for so long, that would be that would be pretty big. But I'm sorry, Adam. Yeah. What'd you say? Um. No, I, I think there was they're thinking about uh, trading OJ Howard to the Panthers, which I think that would be that would give that Teddy, would be a good one. That would give Teddy a new target if uh, that happens. Um. So. I like it. I like it. Um, but like Jacob said, chemistry is a huge thing. Like, if you know somebody, if you know what they're going to do, how they're going to throw the ball, how which way they can go with catching the ball, I think definitely, yeah. So, Yeah. I, I That'd be interesting to see. All right. So, level two. All right. So, you pass level one. You have two. You have one. I don't think anybody said who Ezekiel Elliott. He said, yeah. But he said Ohio oh, State. Buddy, he said Ohio State. said Ohio State. So it's two, one, and one. All right. Where did Nick Chubb say. go to college? Georgia. Mm. All right. Where did Dalvin Cook go to college? Florida, Florida State. State. All right. Adam has four. I hate my I tell life. you guys. All right. I, feel, I feel like I'm delayed because I, <laughs> I feel no, like I'm no, delayed. No, you're right like, here. I'm, but I'll, I'll get. I'll give both of y'all that point. So, buddy, you have two. Adam has four. All right. Where is Christian McCaffrey? Stanford. Um, oh, Stanford, yeah. All right. Adam got that one. <laughs> All right. Jonathan Taylor. I know he's in the draft right now, but. Wisconsin. Woo! Your boy. Oh, Adam, Adam's on fire. All right. Adam has six. I'm better All at right. basketball players. Here we go. Football. Level three. Melvin Gordon. Ooh. Oh, snap. I want to say Wisconsin again. Mm-hmm. No, not Wisconsin. It is Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, I thought it was Indiana. Oh no! I knew it was a red team. It, it, it is a red I, team. I knew it was a red yes. team. Leonard Fournette. LSU. LSU. Look at the buddy because <laughs> even though I said it, you, yeah, uh, you're on the phone. This this is where we start to get tough. This is going to be the last of the easy ones. James Conner. Pitched. Pen, no, no. Pittsburgh, Pitt. Pitt. Oh, All right. Adam, State. I think, has like eight or nine. Yeah. All right. Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman. Uh, I have no clue. I, I know. know. I'm just going to say Alabama's probably wrong. Baylor? Oregon. Oregon. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Now, here we go. This is your boy, so if you don't get this, me and you fight. Who, Alvin? Alvin. Ten- Tennessee, probably? Yeah. Al- Tennessee. Alvin Kamara, Tennessee. Tennessee. All right. Where did LaShawn McCoy go to school? LaShawn, 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 LaShawn. LaShawn McCoy. I'm going to have to get that one up. I don't know that one. I'm going to say a random school. Don't judge me, Louisville. I will give you I will give you a hint. We've already said it for one of these. Florida James State? James Conner. I, I actually, yo, you know what's crazy? I had Pittsburgh in my head, dog. And I was oh, like, Pitt. nah. It is Pitt. Yeah. It is Pitt. 
Where did Frank Gore go to school? Frank Gore went to school. I don't know. That's hard. Where did Frank Gore go to school? Miami. 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 And then the last one. Oh, if yeah. you know this one, I'm going to be surprised, even though he's a younger player. Where did Peyton Lindsay go to school? Colorado. Dang it. All right. Adam's got I, Adam's just, got, I almost said it. Adam's Adam's got, got it. Wait. All right. So That was fun. By the way, I got all your questions last week, too, with your quarterbacks. I'm just, you know. I'm well, next fl- week, next week, if you, hey, we're doing wide receivers if you want to, if you want to call in. I might call in. I might. All right. So, yesterday, we asked our loyal fans to send in some of their most underrated players. But before we even get there, I want to hear your guys' opinion. Who is the most underrated player in sports right now? Any sport. Could be baseball, could be football, could be basketball. Who do you guys think is the most uh, underrated? I, I got to think about this I mean, one first. you've asked me this question multiple times, and the answer is still going to be the same until I die. Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady, the only thing he's good at is winning. Underrated? Underrated, yes. I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Not underrated. Whew. Tom Brady's <laughs> overrated. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Drew Brees? No, I think – I would say Drew Brees, but I think Drew Brees has finally got his recognition. I don't think he's gotten the full recognition like he needs, but underrated? Hmm. Ooh, this is a hard one. That, that is a good question. I have to think about this for a second. Hmm. Most underrated player – in any sport right yeah, now, any single, huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Jameis Winston actually. I think that Jameis. That, yeah, that's pretty. I think that Jameis. People don't realize five thousand yards last, last year, thirty touchdowns. Like, like he was six away from I think Lamar, who I think led the league yeah. in thirty six. Yeah. So, Jameis, the thirty interceptions is an issue. And people are going to be like, people, people are, you know, he got the eye surgery now. And like, people are saying, oh, maybe with the eye surgery, he might be a little bit better. Um, and hopefully he is. But the guy can still spread the field. He has a huge arm. You know, he went undefeated. I think he lost maybe two games in his college career, even though he played two years. He's still like. That is wild, though. Yeah. He's still to lose two games is ridiculous. Um, I hate that the Buccaneers gave up on him. This quick, I think the the Buccaneers getting Tom and letting Jameis go is a huge mistake for their future because Tom's, Tom's one one year, two years max. Yeah, basically, Tom's forty three years old. Like Tom's not playing too much longer. If Tom plays more than two more years, like Tom's just being greedy. You know what I mean? So I think that they made a huge mistake by picking up Tom. You know, of course we're getting like we're getting stuff now saying that Gronk might be there, but what is that going to do, really? Yeah. Gronk's been out for a year. He hasn't played for a year. Yeah. So he's we're going to host in WrestleMania. Yeah, his, <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he, I think he's currently the 24-7 champion right now. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> all right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, that – I just don't know. I, I just – I mean, I would rather – I would have kept famous. An, so, under, an underrated player that comes to mind, for some reason, Harrison Barnes – he plays for the Sacramento Kings. He helped Golden State win in um, 2015. He was a 
pretty big factor in Golden State, actually. He averaged around 34 minutes a game, and he averaged around 16 points a game, and he was a the boost that Klay Thompson and Steph Curry needed. So I'm gonna he's played like I said before, he plays for the Kings now. He averages about 15 points a game, so he plays around 35 minutes a game. He's still a very big factor in all the games that the, the Sacramento Kings play, but he's I think he's not really looked at as much of a much of a threat. I think I think he is, and I think he's very underrated. So I'm going to go with Harrison Barnes. So for mine, I'm actually going to stay. And it dawned on me when you said that I'm going to stay on the same team. I'm going to go with Buddy Heald. Ooh. Um, I'm going with Buddy Heald just because Buddy Heald is def- one. He's the three point champion. Yeah. But two, he's also the quickest person in NBA history to get to a thousand three pointers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you talk about three pointers, Buddy Heald is often left off that list because yeah. he's not a Trey Young or a Steph Curry shoot it from fifty feet out. He's a three point specialist. Um, and so mm-hmm. I'm going with Buddy Heald. Gabe, who is your most underrated player of any sport? I'm going to stick with basketball. I'm going to go with Chris Paul. Good. Oh, that's a good one. A lot of oh. people thought the – a lot of people wrote the thunder off, you know, losing Russell Westbrook. But, I mean, Chris Paul has led them – like, kept them in playoff relevancy. And I remember seeing a stat. Statistically, Chris, Chris Paul is the most clutch player in the NBA, yeah. like, statistically. So, just that. And – just that alone and how many like overtime games the Thunder won this year, I think Chris Paul has become underrated. But and I and lots of people question his all star spot, but I think it was deserved just because of the production he has. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Speaking of I just wanna I'm sorry, this would be really, really quick. I'm sorry. I didn't think we need to talk about it. I also think Peyton Lindsay's underrated. I don't think Peyton Lindsay's underrated. Because well. they took a like I mean, he went for like twelve hundred yards two seasons ago, and then last season they took away a lot of his touches, yeah. and so he didn't get a lot of touches. I'm sorry, go ahead. There you go. Um this past weekend the NBA playoffs were supposed to start. Rest in peace. And um I just me and Buddy we were talking about it this past week. Um, the the matchups, and I just want to hear you know what you guys. Also, I mean, I know I don't, I'm not really in control of the podcast anymore, but I think you should also make a poll about it because, um, so the matchup for the West, the one versus eight, we got Lakers and Grizzlies. I believe, I believe I said Lakers in five. I think the Grizzlies are going to get a dub. I think Buddy said Lakers in five as well. Yes. Nah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna say Lakers and six. Are, think, are they Lakers all set? Are they are all the They're, seven game series? Basically, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going with I'm going Lakers and four. Yeah, wow, I'm really? I'm going with Lakers and four just because I think that I think that other than Jaw, I don't think that they have. But I think Jaw can give them a little. Run yeah, for their but money if we're talking sure. about LeBron and AD, yeah, that's gonna be a hard one. To and see. you and a lot of people forget how important Danny Green was to that Toronto team last year. Yeah, and so I think I think Lakers in four. What do you think, Gabe? Uh, yeah, I had Lakers in five. Lakers in five. Yeah. Okay, what's the next one? Um, I think we, I think Jaw give him a game. Yeah, I think Doc, I think Jaw give him a close game. Yeah, I think um, so. Series number two, we got the Los Angeles Clippers versus the Mavericks. I have Clippers in seven. I think it's going to go all the way. I think each team is going to win their home game. I think the Clippers, since they have the better record, they have game seven. They're going to win it. I'm going with Clippers in five just because I think Luka is going to show out, but I don't think that he has enough help around him 
I don't think Chris Stapps is going to show up. I don't think uh, Seth would have showed up. Um, and I think it would have been Clip. I think it would have been Clippers in five, but I think that Luca would have gave him one, kind of yeah. like what y'all really? were saying with Josh. I, I, I would have said Dallas in seven. You, you, Dallas, Dallas yeah. in seven. Because, because I don't really undermine Luka Doncic as much. That He, he has um, – Chris Stapps Porzingis, is that is yeah. am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. That and you got you have a few wing players. I know Justin Jackson really isn't getting too much playing time, but I think Dallas in seven for sure. I would love to watch the playoffs. I mean, so. a, a thing Buddy said earlier is the one thing that the the one thing that the Clippers don't have is somebody to guard Anthony Davis, and they definitely don't have anybody to guard Chris KP. So if KB can go off. That's the problem. KB has to want to go off yeah. for them to win that. And it's possible. I don't, yeah, yeah. But I don't see Luka guarding anybody. I think y'all are also I, – I, I respect what y'all are saying, but I think y'all are underestimating Kawhi Leonard yeah. as a player. Dude, this man's a two-time – like finals MVP, finals yeah. MVP. This man shows up in the playoffs when he doesn't show up in regular season. I mean, I'm going uh, – like I said, I'm going with Clippers in five. Gabe, what do you think? I had Clippers and six. Okay. Clippers okay. And six. Yeah. Um, we have the Nuggets and the Rockets. Um, but who you got? Get, Gabe, who you got? I forget what I said. I th- I know I had Nuggets. I, I think Nuggets and six. Or Nuggets and seven. Nuggets and seven. I think I had the same thing. I had Nuggets and seven as well. I think bro I think Russell Westbrook don't can't get out the first round. I don't I don't think anything's gonna change this year. Um, <laughs> I just don't think anything's gonna change this year. And they don't, they, just, they don't play defense. And who's going to yard Jokic with the Rockets playing small ball all? True. That's a good so. point. Yeah. I'm going, though, and we saw this with the Warriors and how they kind of kind of overcame a couple years ago when they were playing small ball. I'm going with Rockets in seven. Okay. Um, I think that Jokic is going to pose a threat, but I think that – James Harden getting 35 points a game. Russell Westbrook getting 20, 10, and 10 a game. I think that that's going to be a little bit too much for the the Murray kind of led Nuggets, Nuggets. to handle. I'm going to have to – well, first of all, I think that if we were to watch that game now, I think it would go to game seven. Yeah. I think it would, and I, I do think Houston would take it. I do th- I do think Russell Westbrook will kind of come out of a little slump he's been in. I think James Harden would have kind of got on, gone off. So I'm going to go with Houston in game seven. All right, next one. Um, this one, um, this one's kind of an underrated one. We got the Jazz versus OKC. I have what would o- that be, a four seed versus five seed? Yes, that's the four versus five. I have the I have the Thunder beating them. I think that's going to be interesting. I, I think hmm. Steven Adams is going to bully – uh, Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Gobert, yeah, and he can be a boy though. Stephen Adams, Stephen Adams is strong. He's a big boy. He's strong. Rudy Gobert Gobert gonna give him the Rona, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think, I think Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul, the experience with Chris Paul and Shy, Shy gives Alexander should have been an All Star this year. I'm sorry, like people, people like don't want to whatever, but I think he should have been All Star. I got the Thunder winning it and five. I mean, in six. I'm sorry. Really. I'm going with I'm I'm gonna have to go with the Jazz on this one. Woo. I think that the Jazz I would go with the Jazz in six or seven, mm-hmm. um, just because I think that Donovan Mitchell. I personally think Donovan Mitchell is gonna go off in the playoffs when he kind of gets a footing in there. Um, and I think Rudy Gobert. We're still talking about a two-time Defensive player, player of the yeah. Year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think he would shut down Stephen Adams. 
I hate to say it, Chris Paul is very underrated, but I he he is aging, and so who knows whether he's going to show up like he showed up with the Clippers, like he showed up with the Rockets. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. Rudy Rudy yeah. LeBaron and uh, Donovan Mitchell kind of attack team. I I got Jazz in six. Big. Buddy, what about you? Yeah, I got Jazz in seven, and uh, people forget about Mike Conley too. I think Mike oh, Conley. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's, that's what I was thinking yeah. of Mike. Conley. That's what I was thinking has, as well. Enough, yeah, Mike Conley has enough experience to kind of counteract CP3 in a way. So I'm gonna go Jazz in seven. Didn't Mike Conley used to play for uh, the Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That was that trade over the summer. Um, we have the Raptors versus the Nets. I have Raptors in five. The Nets they're gonna get a, they're gonna give a game because Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, Jared Allen. They're not going to go down without a, without a swing and fight, but I got the Raptors taking this thing in five. Hmm. Probably I'm I'm ooh, Nets in, Nets in five. Nets Nets, Nets, Nets in five. Nets, wow. May, but, well, bro, you smoking well, crap? Actually, does D'Angelo Russell still play for? <laughs> no, Nets? no, dude. No, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> D'Angelo never mind. Russell got traded. Traded. He got. He, he got to traded Warriors, again. He signed, to the, he signed to the Warriors and then got traded to the uh, to the to Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. Yeah. 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 Never mind. I'm going. I'm going with Raptors in four. Um, I think that this Clean is. Sweep. I personally think that this would be the lock of the sweep. Yeah. To yeah. me, um, I don't think without a without a KD without a Kyrie, I think that Spencer Dinwiddie and all those guys, I think they could put up a fight. But I think the Raptors offense would be just too much for for him. Serge Ibaka coming out of nowhere. <laughs> Bud, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Raptors in four as well. Mm, even if Katie's even if Katie somehow came back, I would still have the Raptors in like six. Yeah, but yeah, I'd go Raptors in four Dude, without so, Katie or Kyrie. I'm so excited for the one that you're this about to bring one right here, here, Boston. This is my favorite one. Boston. Did, and this one I think would have been. I thought was going to be an Eastern Conference Finals. I thought it was. I thought it was one. Boston or now? The 76ers. 76ers. I said it from the get go. I said it when I when we started the podcast when we started talking about NBA. I think that Boston is going to lead lead the Eastern Conference into the finals. So I'm going Boston in seven. But I think Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, they're going to put up a fight against the Kimba-led uh, Boston Celtics. I have the Celtics in six. I think I love like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. They're going to figure. They're going to have to figure out who's going to be in the paint at the time, like one at a time. But the Sixers don't have the three-point shooting that the that the Boston Celtics have, and Jason Tatum, man, Jason Tatum is finna go off. Like I love Jason Tatum. He this this breakout season made me so happy because I had Jason Tatum leading the league, leading the league and scoring one year well, next in the future. Well, it's about time with Kyrie not being the crutch yeah. of the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, I think Kyrie, I think Kyrie self-destructed that team, and I am so glad that Danny Ainge and Brad Stevenson got him out before the cancer spread because that right there, he was going to destroy a really young, good team. Hot take. I think Brad uh, Brad Stevens, mm-hmm. um, I think he's going to be the next Greg Popovich. I can see it. I can see it. I, 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 yeah. I can see it. He, I, mean, I mean, dude, last t- was it two years ago, three years ago, where they didn't really have anybody? They had that Isaiah-led team, and they went to like – wasn't it the Eastern Conference Finals or yeah. with some role players with like Jay Crowder? Dude, he should have won yeah. NBA Coach of the Year. Yeah, but he—I don't know who got it, but I think Mike Gabe. Who did, do you think would have beat won between the Celtics and 76ers? I had the uh, Celtics in seven. 
I just think it, I, I trust Jason Tatum in a clutch game more than anybody else on that court at that time. Jason yeah. Tatum and Kemba more than anybody on the 76ers, oh, yeah. so I'm going to go with Celtics. Y'all leaving out Jalen Brown, though. Yeah, Jalen yeah, Brown. He's on, the Brown. Sem- he's on the Celtics, though. I know, but he I, – I, well, per se, I got Celtics in uh, six. Mm-hmm. I think I think that would be a pretty – it wouldn't be easy, but it would be definitely doable. That Kemba Flocker is just so much fun to okay. watch, too. So. Another right. underrated series. we got the Heat versus the Pacers. I think the Heat's going to win this in five. Victor Oladipo, I mean, he's kind of slowly coming back from his knee injury, but I don't think he, I don't think they got it. I think the Heat, they so roll. So is this so. in like a like a universe in which they had been playing the whole time? No, this is the this is the seedings when the season ended. Mm-hmm. But like no, but what I'm meaning is like if the playoffs started right now, yeah, these would be the seedings. Would it would it be like they've been playing the whole time, like? Because, like, right now, Victor Oladipo is probably healthy. Yeah. I mean, than, than he would have been a week or two ago or yeah, something. Yeah, like but that. his knee injury was so devastating. I think he tore some stuff up in that knee. Yeah. <laughs> As a, I, I, coming after that so quickly, that was. But, Ben, who you got? Miami. Miami. I'm, I'm going to say Miami in six. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say Miami in six. I think they got one of. Uh, one of the best rookies, I'm gonna say Tyler Hero is around top five uh, all in uh, the the rookies. draft. I think I think he's I think he's gonna help him out. I think Miami Heat's Tyler Hero like and six. Kendrick Nunn. He had yeah, a great Kendrick, no, that's what I was about to say. He had a great rookie season and Jimmy Buck like Jimmy Buckets like I think Jimmy Buck is like done playing. Like he has a mature team around him finally. I yeah. think he's finna go off. But yeah. that's yeah. just my opinion. Well, what do you? What about you, Gabe? I'm going to go Miami and five. I think the biggest X factor is going to be Bam and just how he takes, like, Mouse Turner out of the game with his versatility. So I'm going to go Miami. I'm going with Ma- – I think I think Miami and five, too. Mm. Um, I think Miami is just going to be too much. And I think Victor Oladipo is going to give them one, but I think that's it. Yeah. Um. Last but not least, I'm calling this a sweep. We got Bucks versus Magic. Come on, Magic. Like, I mean, it's great that you guys made the playoffs and stuff. Two years in a row, Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford's doing more with the Magic than he did with the Hornets, but Rest I think the peace. Bucks are gonna I think the Bucks are gonna sweep. I, I, I agree. Bucks and four. Yeah, Bucks and four. Easy. Yeah, Bucks and four. Giannis. Yeah. And the Greek freak. And I just wanna do my like final prediction. Like I I still have my final prediction from day one. Lakers, Bucks, Lakers and four. I still have it. Lakers and four, Buck. Lakers and four. I think I think Lakers and five. I think I think Giannis is gonna give them one, but I don't I don't. Mm. I don't know. I think, I, don't think I think I think if you go out and tell AD AD, I usually give me thirty and about ten a game. I think you just shut Giannis down. Like that's your dude. Don't go to anyone else. That's your guy. I think AD can do it. Also. AD can do something Giannis cannot do. Shoot a consistent three. And I think if he hits that, I think he's going to be great. Be lights out. I'm actually going with neither one of the teams that he just brought up. Ooh. My finals prediction would have been Celtics, Clippers, mm. Clippers, and six. Okay. 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 I like that. Yeah. I like that. Just because I think, Kawhi, I think Kawhi is going to be like – the next playoff like superstar. Yeah, yeah. Like no matter what team he goes with, this man's gonna go off. Definitely. 
Well, what about you, Ben? I probably would have said the Clippers and Celtics, but I probably would have had the Celtics winning by seven. Okay. 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 What about you, Gabe? I originally had Clippers Bucks, but after like what I saw from Jason Tatum this year, I will go Clippers Celtics Clippers and seven. Oh, okay. I, I think I think that the Bucks would choke somehow. I think the I just think the, I just don't think the Bucks have something's missing with the Bucks. I feel like I like don't like I think they were on pace to win seventy games this year. I just feel like something's missing. It was and, it was a consistent three point shooter. I think. Yes, I think Chris Middleton like. I, Chris Middleton, he is a great shooter, great lockdown defender, but like, and Brooke Lopez, great shooter as well. But I don't know, like, if I'm down by two and I'm like Giannis, I need a win. Like, I can't have Giannis going to the rim. I need Giannis to shoot a three. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and like, if you make it or not, like, I need you to at least have the confidence to shoot it. I don't yeah, think Giannis yeah. has that confidence to no. shoot a three. You know, so I mean, we're gonna see. I like the all three of you guys have Clippers Celtics. So I mean. That would be very entertaining to watch. I think. It would oh too. my god, it'd be so much fun. I re- for some reason for Kendall, re- I really like this Celtics team. Like I do too. I like Jason Tatum. I like. Uh, I really like Kimball Walker. Everybody loves Kimball. You can't uh, hate him, dude. Hate I, I I honestly don't think it's possible. Like cardiac Kimba. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Um, but yeah, I you, I, I just want one more point with your Celtics. Yeah, I think all they needed was a leader. Yeah, and Kimba came. He was leading young guys here in Horn, but the Hornets, but mediocre young guys. Now he's leading future All Stars and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart. That they're gonna, they're gonna be really good. They're gonna be really the good. Flop King. They're gonna be really good, and um, <laughs> I, I could see them. I don't know about this year. Like I said, I, I got my Lakers winning it. Not my Lakers, but I got the Lakers winning it. But you know. I can definitely see them getting the ring within a couple years. All right. So, this is the last thing before we kind of wrap it up. Let's talk about our fans. Let's talk about uh, who they have as being the most underrated. I will go first. This man, his name is DJ Space Monkey underscore YT. He actually, he actually gave us a overrated two weeks ago as well. Shout out DJ Ooh, Space Monkey. Keenan Allen, because everybody has to double-team him and put their best defender on him so he won't catch every ball that's thrown to him. He's a great receiver with amazing hands and good speed. To me, this is the same thing about John Wall. If we said this two two years ago, I'm all the way on board with Keenan Allen, but Keenan Allen's starting to get old. And so I, I think that he's yeah. – I think he's underrated – in that he's still a top 10, 15 wide receiver, but he is definitely not at that top five wide receiver no. that he was two, three years ago. Um, space monkey underscore monkey underscore monkey. Um, <laughs> I, I I agree with you, dog. I think Keenan Allen, I don't know what Jacob's talking about. Oh, he, I think he's only like 27. I think There is no way this man is 27. I think he's only like 27. I think he's like 30. I thought he was like 33. We're going to look it up. Yeah. We gotta look it up. Come on, Keenan oh. Allen. Hey, How old is Keenan Allen? Well, while he's looking that up, Gabe, what do you think? Oh, he's twenty-seven. Uh, Dang! Hey, if he's I only twenty-seven, then I take back whatever I said. NFL draft. I think okay, that yeah. I think that when receivers don't produce, they're kind of deemed like, oh, they're not a top ten receiver. You mean tell me that Odell Beckham Jr. is not a top ten receiver? 
Really? Just because he didn't produce last I year? I don't know. Some people on this podcast be talking that hot stuff. I know. That Odell is not that good of a receiver. And I'm like, come on now. Like, Odell has the, some of the greatest hands. And his after catch is crazy. I think Keenan Allen, I think his – I think he can catch crazy. I think that Phillip Rivers wasn't the quarterback for him. I no. think Phillip Rivers was not it. I think – I don't know – we're going to see what Tyrod, I don't know about that one. Tyrod, hopefully the Chargers come to sense and pick up Cam or Jameis. But we're going to see. I like Keenan Allen. I think he's a top 10 receiver still. Bro, and that's my dog. Why is Jameis and Cam still not signed? I don't know. Because of the Rona. Let's just blame it on yes, that. Yes, the Rona. Let's just blame it on that. Well, right. honestly, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a good point. People are saying they want to see Cam throw. And since Cam can't come to the facilities and throw, and they can't test them out, that's why they're not putting offers out. Yeah. True. He's gonna get a few though. Gabe, what do you think? No, I agree. I think he. I think Keenan Allen is underrated, and like Adam said, Philip Rivers wasn't the quarterback for him. And I mean, Keenan Allen, y- y'all said he's twenty-seven, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's still, he's still relatively young, and I think he's a top ten receiver in the league still to this day. So yeah, I think he's underrated. Okay, uh, Gabe. Who is your the one that one of our fans that sent in? This is from Xdos EXD0Z. He said, "I think the most underrated player of all time is Hakeem Olajuwon. He is arguably the best defender of all time, and the only person who could shut down these all-time great centers while nearly single-handedly going back-to-back championships and being one of the few players to record a quadruple double." while still having an insane post game, but he still lands outside a lot of top 10. I cannot agree with this more, man. I think Hakeem is the most overrated player in NBA history. I mean, underrated player I was about in, say. NBA yeah, history. <laughs> in NBA history. And, like, people don't know, but, like, when Hakeem was drafted, like, they had players like Ralph Sampson, like, some guy named Mitchell Wiggins. Like, they had a, good, they had a solid team. That was ruined because of like injuries and out, out off court issues, but Hakeem still pulled it out. And I think Hakeem had like the heart, put his team on his back probably more than any other superstar, other than LeBron in the finals. So I'm gonna go with yeah, I, I definitely agree with this. And plus, when one of Jordan's years out of the league, when Jordan came back. The Magic beat them in the playoffs, and then Hakeem went on to beat Shaq and Penny Hardaway yeah. in the finals. So, just that just goes to show like how much Hakeem like did for his team and how underrated he is as a player. I agree as well. And not mm-hmm. only did Hakeem beat the Magic, that that Shaq Penny, he swept the Magic. So, I think yeah. I think you know I think we this is gonna be a long thing. I think that with point guard, shooting guard, small forward. And like power forward, we kind of already know who the greatest are, and I think we're gonna really figure it out with the, at the end of you guys' polls and stuff. Yeah. But people kind of when the center thing comes, they're like, "Well, you can say Shaq, you can say oh, you can say Kareem." That, honestly, that's why I put up the because you're 100 percent right. Yeah. I mean, point guards, everybody's gonna say Magic. Shooting, Shooting guards, everybody's gonna, gonna say, say Michael. Michael. And small forward, small forward LeBron, might be a little LeBron. bit. Like, a little bit more contested. But power forwards and centers, the big men, that's – and especially centers, that's where things kind of get interesting. Hold up. Power forward is Tim. Oh, no, I agree it's Tim Duncan. But but I'm going to say, yeah, I feel you. Dirk. Really? Dirk. 
I'm going to put Dirk. Small four. Oh, <laughs> shame, shameless plug. T- tune in Wednesday. Um, we'll be having small forwards. And then on f- Saturday, we will be starting power forwards. So, yeah. shameless plug. Oh, and six man. I'm like, I'm curious. Oh, see, six man's going to be yeah. interesting. I'm I curious. think it's Kobe. Really? I yeah. think it's going to be Kobe. I think it will be Kobe. Um, but, yeah, like, 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 Akeem, like, the dream shake, like, that was an unstoppable move. Like, are like, you talking about Kareem the Dream? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, bro! I swear, I thought it was Kareem the Dream. <laughs> Folks, I don't know if you saw this, but Jacob put uh, <laughs> Kareem the Dream, and Kareem was not a dream. Bro, can you imagine, bro? I promised you, I tried to put in the poll box Kareem Aldu Jabbar, and it stopped at Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> name so long. Um, but yeah, I think oh. I think that the dream. I think I think he's the best center of all time. People are gonna say Shaq because younger NBA fans have know about Shaq, but people don't know really know about um King like that. So I agree with what's his name? What's his what? CRX fifty nine? CRX sixty nine. I that's definitely not what it is, but we'll, okay. we'll go with that. All right, next guy. Um, but before we move on, I just agree with I, I just want to agree with ev- what everybody else is saying for sure. Um, so the next guy is I'll will pull up his stuff later or in a second, but it is saying uh, uh, Garrett underscore Ross. He's saying Juan Soto from the Nationals. The man is only 21 years old, already has a World Series. He's he's great in the outfield and can bomb a ball out of the stadium, and no one ever talks about him. Jacob, this is I your dog. disagree with that, but only because I think that, one, he's getting the recognition he needs. And, two, I think that in five years he is going to be the talk of the town, but – it's kind of like, just wait your turn, young blood. Like, this yeah. ain't your turn yet. Yeah. And I think that Juan Soto, like like I said, four or five years from now, is going to be the best, if not for Mike Trout, but just not yet. Yeah, I'm, I kind of agree. I'm, and I'm, like a, I'm a Nationals fan. Like, like, I think Juan Soto, like, I don't think he's underrated. I think it's just not his turn to have the torch. Like, yes. just mm-hmm. yes. like, like Jake said, Relax, young buck. You're 21. You're going to have plenty of years to be the top guy. So just, you know, just wait. So apparently it's through. That yeah, that the Bucks the, it got Gronk. So that's, that's big. Oh, that's did it wild. actually happen? Yeah. yeah it's, Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. Dude, he's so old in a young person's body. I'm not. You're older than me, Sean. <laughs> I am older than all of you, actually. I forgot about that. All right, so um, – oh, and then there's one more. There's one more. But this guy didn't give us any reasoning for it. What good reason? But, but I'll give him – I'll give it to him. Uh, Ryan V. V. Woods, or maybe Woods with two Vs. I don't know. He said Jesse Owens and John Stockton. That's all he put. I think Jesse, Jesse Owens, Owens – I think Jesse Owens is great, but I think that he gets his due. I think I, he gets his due I as think well. John yeah. Stockton kind of gets his due as well. I don't think I don't think John Stockton gets that's his due. That's just me. I think John Stockton should get his due as well. Uh, I think he's a due, but he should get a little bit more. I mean, to make the playoffs eleven years in a row, that's crazy. You know, with the team that the Jazz, because like the Jazz really are not. You know, I think him and Carl Malone made it all eleven years they were there. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah. I mean. 
But the thing about assists is like it's so dependent on the other person. Like with John, without Carl Malone, I don't know if John Stockton would have been half as good as. No, I don't think so either. Because Carl Malone, he's second all time in points. Yeah. Where is most of those points coming from? Dishes from John Stockton. And so I, I think. I think John Stockton doesn't get at the due that he deserves, but I don't think he's severely underrated. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. I definitely feel that. I mean, I think if John would have got a, a ring, I think he would have got a ring, he would have got a little bit more recognition, but Jordan kind of crushed those those uh, chances. So, yeah. Yeah. Which that game, that game six for that sec, that, that was a push off, buddy. No, 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 no. It was a push off. We don't have time to be doing this whole <laughs> whole thing again. But uh, let's let's round it out. Do you guys have any words of wisdom for our loyal millions and millions of fans? I want to shout. I want to shout out my followers, man. You know, y'all make you make our day every day, man. You know, dude. So, reading some of y'all. these comments are the funny, bro. If I, and I know that y'all don't see it all that much because I'm usually the one putting up to Instagram and stuff, but if I see one more person put Alex Caruso on one of these polls, dude, I saw it at least seven times for point guards. I saw it at least seven times for shooting guards. Does this guy even play point guard or shooting guard? I think technically Uh, he's a shooting guard. I I think he's like a a something. Bro, he's not that good. He's not good because... I'm a shooting guard. I'm a shooting guard on the Lakers on my two my my career two K twenty. And you replaced him and, like that, and I, and he be wide open for a three pointer, and I pass it to him, and he shoot it, and he misses, and I get the rebound, I throw it back to him, and he misses again. So he ain't that good. Do y'all drink coffee? No, by chance, no. no. I drink coffee. He, yeah, Adam coffee. does. I don't know. I I'm trying to. Like I don't like hot coffee, but I enjoy like cold coffee, like iced coffee. I I like that, but I don't know how. For some reason, like regular coffee, like I just, huh, I don't know why. I just can't get in. I can't get into it. Buddy, do you drink coffee? Where did that come from? That was a random. That's just been the thought. back of my head all day, and I've just been wondering about it. Nah, I, okay. I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, I like coffee. <laughs> yeah, but shout out to our people. Thank you guys so much for our kind of uh, our growth over the last couple of weeks. Guys, we'll see you next week. Have a good week. Deuces.